Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Podcast. Today is June 6th, and we're uh, in the book of Nehemiah. And before we get started, just a couple of announcements. Uh, I want everybody to go and visit my uh, dear friend and mentor, George Burns, over at the Master's Touch. And that's www.themasterstouch.com. And uh, not only are there um, great resources, but you can download your scripture memory books and also the Maintenance Manna, which is the study guide that we read through every day that takes us through the Bible in one year, just a few chapters each day. And uh, there'll be some links there also to his uh, podcast. And uh, it's Entrepreneurs on Fire for Christ. And George has touched lives and has been touching lives in a very positive way for many years. And uh, he's touched mine and, and thousands others. So I encourage you to go to www.themasterstouch.com or Entrepreneurs on Fire for Christ over on Facebook and uh, check out the podcast. Also, a uh, shout out to my dear friend, Pastor Remington Stanley, who uh, is led to run the skateboarding ministry over at uh, Church on the Street and the Phoenix Dream Center. Um, His passion is to win and build our youth on the principles of God's Word and Jesus through skateboarding. So he's out all over the the counties and states. I think he's all the way back in North Carolina uh, ministering to the youth and oftentimes troubled youth at skateboard parks. And a lot of times they go there to hang out and drink and do drugs and skateboard or or none of the above, just to skate. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a great thing that he does. And you can support his ministry at www.cotssb.org. That's Cots Skateboarding or Church on the Street Skateboarding.org. So Cots, C-O-T-S-S-B.org. And also, he's led by Pastor Walt Rattay, who uh, founded Church on the Street and the Phoenix Dream Center way back in, I think, 79, and has been uh, helping folks get delivered from drugs and alcohol and homelessness and abuse for decades, and is a wonderful shepherd and leader and teacher and pastor. And you can support his ministry at www.cots. P-H-E-O-N-I-X, that's CotsPhoenix.org. And, uh, you know, their needs never cease. Their bills are huge, and uh, I think they have four, three or four hundred uh, folks uh, staying at the center at any given time. And everybody needs food and, and supplies and this, that, and the third. So super important ministries out there that are really changing lives in a bona fide way uh, out there doing God's work and uh, helping people literally change lives on a, on a daily basis. So uh, give to those ministries if you can. And I thank those uh, who have been uh, supporting the Bible podcast uh, really uh, is encouraging and uh, gives the strength to carry on and get out there and minister and share God's word and get folks pointed in a more accurate direction. Amen. With that being said, uh, being June 6th, we're reading Nehemiah chapters 9 through 11, and uh, these chapters are full of names. And uh, bear with me, I've done uh, a lot of studying to get the pronunciation correct, but if I'm off on one or two, 
uh, certainly email me at masterspurpose at gmail.com. Masterspurpose at gmail.com. If you uh, need uh, a word of faith or prayer or ministry, reach out to me. Uh, If you just want to chat, reach out to me there. Uh, My direct phone number, 480-450-8712. You can call me anytime. All right, God bless. Let's get started. Nehemiah chapter 9. On October 31st, the people assembled again, and this time they fasted and dressed in burlap and sprinkled dust on their heads. Those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They remained standing in place for three hours while the book of the law of their Lord, their God, was read aloud to them. Then for three more hours they confessed their sins and worshipped the Lord their God. The Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Kadmiel, Shebaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Canani stood in the stairway of the Levites and cried out to the Lord their God with loud voices. Then the leaders of the Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashbaniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pethahiah called out to the people, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, for he lives from everlasting to everlasting. Then they prayed, May your glorious name be praised. May it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the skies and the heavens and all the stars. You made the earth and the seas and everything in them. You preserve them all, and the angels of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abram and brought him from Ur of the Chaldeans and renamed him Abraham. When he had proved himself faithful, you made a covenant with him to give him and his descendants the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites. And you have done what you promised, for you are always true to your word. You saw the misery of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cries from beside the Red Sea. You displayed miraculous signs and wonders against Pharaoh, his officials, and all his people, for you knew how arrogantly they were treating our ancestors. You have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so they could walk through on dry land, and then you hurled their enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones beneath the mighty waters. You led our ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night so that they could find their way. You came down at Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and instructions that were just and decrees and commands that were good. You instructed them concerning your holy Sabbath, and you commanded them through Moses, your servant, to obey all your commands, decrees, and instructions. You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from the rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors were proud and stubborn, and they paid no attention to your commands. They refused to obey and did not remember the miracles you had done for them. Instead, they became stubborn and appointed a leader to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry, and rich in unfailing love. You did not abandon them, even when they made an idol shaped like a calf and said, This is your God who brought you out of Egypt. They committed terrible blasphemies, but in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud still led them forward by day, and the pillar of fire showed them the way through the night. You sent your good spirit to instruct them, and you did not stop giving them manna from heaven or water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. Then you helped our ancestors conquer kingdoms and nations, and you placed your people in every corner of the land. 
They took over the land of King Sion and Heshbon and the land of King Og of Bashan. You made their descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and brought them into the land you had promised to their ancestors. They went in and took possession of the land. You subdued whole nations before them. Even the Canaanites who inhabited the land were powerless. Your people could deal with these nations and their kings as they pleased. Our ancestors captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took over houses full of good things and cisterns already dug and vineyards and olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate until they were full and grew fat and enjoyed themselves in all your blessings. But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who warned them to return to you and they committed terrible blasphemies. So you handed them over to their enemies who made them suffer. But in their time of trouble, they cried to you and you heard from heaven. In your great mercy, you sent them liberators who rescued them from their enemies. But as soon as they were at peace, your people again committed evil in your sight. And once more, you let their enemies conquer them. Yet whenever your people turned and cried to you again for help, you listened once more from heaven. In your wonderful mercy, you rescued them many times. You warned them to return to your law, but they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. They did not follow your regulations by which people will find life if only they obey. They suddenly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. In your love, you were patient with them for many years. You sent your spirit who warned them through the prophets, but they still wouldn't listen. So once again, you allowed the people of the land to conquer them. But in your great mercy, you did not destroy them completely or abandon them forever. What a gracious and merciful God you are. And now our God, the great and mighty and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love, do not let all the hardships we have suffered seem insignificant to you. Great trouble has come upon us and upon our kings and leaders and priests and prophets and ancestors. All of your people from the days when the kings of Assyria first triumphed over us until now. Every time you punished us, you were being just. We have sinned greatly, and you gave us only what we deserved. Our kings, leaders, priests, and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to the warnings in your commands and laws. Even while they had their own kingdom, they did not serve you, though you showered your goodness on them. You gave them a large, fertile land, but they refused to turn from their wickedness. So now today we are slaves in the land of plenty that you gave our ancestors for their enjoyment. We are slaves here in this good land. The lush produce of this land piles up in the hands of the kings whom you have set over us because of our sins. They have power over us and our livestock. We serve them at their pleasure, and we are in great misery. The people responded, In view of all this, we are making a solemn promise and putting it in writing. On this sealed document are the names of our leaders and Levites and priests. Nehemiah chapter 10. The document was ratified and sealed with the following names. The governor, Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, and also Zedekiah. The following priests, Sariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pashur, Amariah, Malkijah, Hattush, Shebaniah, Maluk, Harim, Meramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnathon, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Meshamin, Meziah, Bilgai, and Shemaiah. These were the priests. 
The following Levites, Jeshua, son of Azaniah, Binuai from the family of Hanadad, Kadmiel and their fellow Levites, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kalita, Peliah, Hanan, Micah, Rahab, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, and Beninu. The following leaders, Parosh, Pehath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Asgad, Bibai, Adonijah, Bigvi, Adin, Atur, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Bezai, Harif, Anatoth, Nibai, Magpiash, Meshulam, Hazir, Meshezabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Aniah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Hashab, Haloesh, Pilhah, Shobek, Rehum, Hashbanah, Meziah, Ahiah, Hanan, Anan, Malak, Harim, and Bana. The rest of the people, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, singers, temple servants, and all who had separated themselves from the pagan people of the land in order to obey the law of God, together with their wives, sons, daughters, and all who were old enough to understand, joined their leaders and bound themselves with an oath. They swore a curse on themselves if they failed to obey the law of God as issued by his servant Moses. They solemnly promised to carefully follow all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord, our Lord. We promise not to let our daughters marry the pagan people of the land and not to let our sons marry their daughters. We also promise that if the people of the land should bring any merchandise or grain to be sold on the Sabbath or on any other holy day, we will refuse to buy it. Every seventh year we will let our land rest and we will cancel all debts owed to us. In addition, we promise to obey the command to pay the annual temple tax of one-eighth of an ounce of silver for the care of the temple of our God. This will provide for the bread of the presence, for the regular grain offerings and burnt offerings, and for the offerings on the Sabbaths, the new moon celebrations and the annual festivals, for the holy offerings and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel. It will provide for everything necessary for the work of the temple of our God. We have cast sacred lots to determine when, at regular times each year, the families of the priests, Levites, and the common people should bring wood to God's temple to be burned on the altar of the Lord our God, as is written in the law. We promise to bring the first part of every harvest to the Lord's temple year after year, whether it be a crop from the soil or from our fruit trees. We agree to give God our oldest sons and the firstborn of all our herds and flocks, as prescribed in the law. We will present them to the priests who minister in the temple of our God. We will store the produce in the storerooms of the temple of our God. We will bring the best of our flour and other grain offerings, the best of our fruit, and the best of our new wine and olive oil. And we promise to bring to the Levites a tenth of everything our land produces, for it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all our rural towns. A priest, a descendant of Aaron, will be with the Levites as they receive these tithes, and a tenth of all that is collected as tithes will be delivered by the Levites to the temple of our God and placed in the storerooms. The people and the Levites must bring these offerings of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms and place them in the sacred containers near the ministering priests, the gatekeepers, and the singers. 
We promise together not to neglect the temple of our God. Chapter 11. The leaders of the people were living in Jerusalem, the holy city. A tenth of the people from the other towns of Judah and Benjamin were chosen by sacred lots to live there too, while the rest stayed where they were. And the people commended everyone who volunteered to resettle in Jerusalem. Here is a list of the names of the provincial officials who came to live in Jerusalem. Most of the people, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants, continued to live in their own homes in the various towns of Judah. But some of the people from Judah and Benjamin resettled in Jerusalem. From the tribe of Judah, Athiah, son of Uzziah, son of Zechariah, son of Amariah, son of Shephatiah, son of Mahalalel, of the family of Perez. Also, Maziah, son of Baruch, son of Colhose, son of Haziah, son of Adiah, son of Joyarib, son of Zechariah, of the family of Shelah. There were 468 descendants of Perez who lived in Jerusalem, all outstanding men. From the tribe of Benjamin, Salu, son of Meshulam, son of Joed, son of Padiah, son of Kaliah, son of Maziah, son of Ithiel, son of Jeshiah. After him were Gabai and Salai, and a total of 928 relatives. Their chief officer was Joel, son of Zikri, who was assisted by Judah, son of Hasanuah, second in command over the city. From the priests, Jediah, son of Joyrib, Jakin and Sariah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Marioth, son of Ahitub, the supervisor of the temple of God. Also, 822 of their associates who worked at the temple. Also, Adiah, son of Jerhoam, son of Pelaliah, son of Amzi, son of Zechariah, son of Pashur, son of Malchijah, along with 242 of his associates who were heads of their families. Also, Amishai, son of Azarel, son of Azai, son of Meshelamoth, son of Imer and 128 of his outstanding associates. Their chief officer was Zabdiel, son of Hagadolam. From the Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashab, son of Azrakam, son of Hashabiah, son of Bani. Also, Shabbathai and Josabad, who were in charge of the work outside the temple of God. Also, Madaniah, son of Micah, son of Zabdi, a descendant of Asaph, who led in thanksgiving and prayer. Also, Bakbukiah, who was Madaniah's assistant, and Abda, son of Shamua, son of Galal, son of Jeduthun. In all, there were 284 Levites in the holy city. From the gatekeepers, Akub, Talmon, and 172 of their associates who guarded the gates. The other priests, Levites, and the rest of the Israelites lived wherever their family inheritance was located in any of the towns of Judah. The temple servants, however, whose leaders were Ziha and Gishba, all lived on the hill of Ophel. The chief officer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, son of Bani, son of Hashabiah, son of Madaniah, son of Micah, a descendant of Asaph, whose family served as singers at God's temple. Their daily responsibilities were carried out according to the terms of a royal command. Pethahiah, son of Meshezabel, a descendant of Zerah, son of Judah, was the royal advisor in all matters of public administration. As for the surrounding villages with their open fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba with its settlements, Debon with its settlements, and Jechabzeel with its villages. 
They also lived in Jeshua, Moladah, Beth Pele, Hazar Shual, Beersheba with its settlements, Ziklag, and Mekona with its settlements. They also lived in En Rimon, Zorah, Jarmuth, Zenoah, and Adullam with their surrounding villages. They also lived in Lachish with its nearby fields and Azekah with its surrounding villages. So the people of Judah were living all the way from Beersheba in the south to the valley of Hinnom. Some of the people of Benjamin lived at Geba, Michmash, Aya, and Bethel with its settlements. They also lived in Anatoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Gitame, Hadid, Zeboim, Nebalot, Lod, Ono, and the Valley of Craftsmen. Some of the Levites who lived in Judah were sent to live with the tribe of Benjamin. Looking back in recent history, American patriot Nathan Hale was born on this day in 1755. He was hanged by the British as an American spy when he was only 21 years old. His conduct and courage have made him one of America's most remembered heroes. General George Washington had asked for a man to pass through the British lines to obtain information on their position. Hale volunteered, obtained the information, but was captured by the enemy. Hale was condemned to hang with remarkable calmness of mind and spirit, prepared for his execution. Before the hanging, he made a speech, reportedly saying, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Dedication such as Hale's is not only remarkable, but also highly commended. Israel had such dedication when they stepped forward to make a sacred covenant with God at Watergate. In making this covenant, they moved beyond words to actions in their repentance. A covenant was a pact, treaty, alliance, or agreement between two parties of equal or unequal authority. The covenant or testament is a central unifying theme in scripture. God made covenants with individuals and the nation Israel. Here, Israel made a sacred covenant with God. It was far more than a contract. It was a sacred agreement with the eternal creator. Looking out, we must be careful in our associations because they affect us deeply. The Israelites promise they won't dilute their faith with mixed marriages. We must set aside time for worship. The Israelites make a sacred pledge to God that they will keep the Sabbath day holy and observe all other sacred days. We have a divine responsibility to protect our environment. The Israelites promise to let the land lie fallow once every seven years to restore its vitality. We must always support God's work willingly. The people pledge that they will carefully and faithfully take care of the needs of God's house and his priests. We must not neglect God's house. The Israelites make a sacred covenant to never again forsake God's house as they had done for so many years. Let's pray. Lord, today I make a sacred covenant with you to do those things that please you. Thank you that you have given me the joy of supporting your work with prayers and finances. Lord, all we have comes from you, and I thank you for my breath. In Jesus' name. Okay, friends, tomorrow, June 7th, we'll be wrapping up Nehemiah, covering chapters 12 and 13, and uh, then looking forward to getting into the book of Esther. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you until tomorrow. And thank you for supporting the Bible podcast.